I wish I was a little bit taller. <laughs> or I am drunk. Oh, um. Hello, Spike. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the tipsy taller. So, guys, how are we all? It's been quite a while since we were all in... Well, I was just saying one room. On one hangout? Is that the same thing? Question mark? <laughs> doing a really bang-up job to start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what's everyone been up to? Steve, you go first. Steve, you go first. <laughs> uh, when did we last record? I hadn't been to River Cottage week. last night. Every week. Every week we record. Don't break the fucking kayfabe. <laughs> Uh, but it was, yeah, it was before River Cottage. Um, so I have been on a stag do. That was Ooh. fun. Uh, then went and worked at River Cottage um, Festival for a bit, which was it's quite nice because that's kind of my, uh, that was when I met uh, Alex at River Cottage Festival three years ago, two years ago, something like that. Um, so it's quite nice having that as like a, almost like a counter um, to keep track of how long we've been working together. Uh, and then I made a bit of progress on the um, the knife board this Ooh. week, and it, it basically just realised that I was massively overcomplicating the design <laughs> aspects and just went, I don't need to do it like this. I could just do it really simply, and it would be so much better. I don't need to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I did that, and then because I got that kind of... Do you ever get that frustrated thing where you've got lots of projects that are ongoing and lots of things that you want to do, and you just never seem to actually finish a project? No. I have no idea, I have one, no idea what you're talking about. One project at a time. Only. <laughs> um, how many different, how many different <laughs> group projects do we have going on right now? Yeah. <gasps> um, so yeah, I, I built a birdhouse um, because I went to... Went to Yandles. Shop school in high school? Did you build it in your soul? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. Uh, well, no, because we didn't do that in school. We we made key fobs. It was shit. Um, oh. So, yeah, I'd never actually made a birdhouse before. And I was in Yandles to pick up the slab for Jazz's leather desk. Did you hang out with Dan from Yandles Handles? I did. <laughs> okay, perfect. But, uh, but yeah, uh, picked up uh, a bit of cedar as well. And... Um, Knocked up a very very chunky birdhouse and then it. burnt it all and brushed it and it looks quite cool now. I like it. Nice. Although well the, all the birds have finished nesting, so it's completely pointless. But it's ready for next year, so it's fine. Oh, they'll be ready for next year though. Yeah. Uh, Ow. What have you been up to? Uh, lots. I've lots. been um, lots and lots. I've been filling up your boots. Filling yeah. up my literal boots. That's trunks to the Americans. Um, <laughs> if you fill your trunks in England, that means something completely different. Yeah, it's a whole uh, world of difference. Yeah, so um, on I don't know Sunday. Um, I don't know if anyone saw in the Fools with Tools group that Morgan was giving away a load of unwanted tools, um, the things he kind of accumulated over the years, and he's obviously upgraded. Um, and he was just instead of sort of scrapping them or trying to sell them, he thought it'd be a really nice idea to. Like pay them forward and give them to homes that needed them. Um, 
if you know me, you know I don't have many tools. Um, so it was great, and I jumped on it. And one thing I really needed actually was a um, a bench grinder because yep. um, starting to get into a bit of metal work, it's something that really come in handy, and it's a super cool tool. So we went over to uh, Manchester, which is like driving the whole width of the country. You know, it took like an hour and a half. Yeah, it, it was nuts. It's tiny up there. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. this. When you get down south, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fine woman. Um, so I picked massive up massive feet. I picked up Tim. <laughs> I picked up Tim from Turgworks, um, which is uh, his brand, not a place. Um, and we drove over there. It was a lovely sunny day, and uh, Morgan, yeah, donated a load of tools. So I filled up the boot. I've got uh, a chop saw, a couple of circular saws, some old uh, power drills, um, a load of material as well. So basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to see what I need to use, uh, and then again pay it on forward and if somebody else needs tools as well i can hand them on and um, it may even be that if um nobody wants them they can go down to my local makerspace because they're always looking for tools there because that's kind of non-for-profit yeah. um so if they can get any donated that's fantastic um and what i thought was really nice as well is that he said the only thing that he asked in return is that um we guarantee that we make something with them so nice got a plan with a uh, project with some of the tools um i know one or two of them might get taken apart and made into something slightly more dangerous and uh <laughs> hilarious uh, that's my plan and then while we were over there i went on to my other friend who lives in uh, blackpool which is on the coast um and he's uh, he's a solar panel installer and he's had loads of sort of uh, scrap aluminium um from framework and stuff and build so I, again i filled up my car to the brim um loads of like pipes and brackets and uh sheet metal and got an oil drum and an old beer keg so i've got loads of things um loads of good projects in mind with it all and it was just a like a, a weekend of, of salvaging and scrapping it was great nice. awesome all Very for free nice. hey we like free free is good yes uh so brett what have you been up to oh i've been back at the forge yeah oh. you have uh, I we're hosting a woodworking class still currently. It's it's been over the weekend, um, so we had eight or nine people show up, and everyone's doing spoons and bowls and axe handles spooge. and spooge. Um, any anything out of the beautiful wood that we have available to us up here. And Tracy uh, and Katrina are from Kansas city. So it's been nice to see them again mm. because they were up here for the ax handle making class last year. Um, and they're, they live two miles from where I live in, uh, Kansas city. So it's been nice catching up with them. Cool. Um, I forged a draw knife for Tracy as a thank you <laughs> gift because after the ax class last year, I learned so much from him in two days that it was absolutely game changing in terms of how I look at handles and handling things and working with wood and reading grain patterns and, you know, really paying attention to what the hell I'm doing when it comes to you know, making an axe or a hammer. Uh, so I made him a draw knife. I gave it to him yesterday and then posted the video. And he cursed at me a lot when I first gave it to him because in typical Kansas City fashion, no one gives gifts or takes compliments or <laughs> says thank you. You just kind of end up calling each other asshole before you hug. <laughs> um, and that was really cool. Uh, forging that was super fun because it was a very different geometry than, you know, making a blade where it's just, you have a straight thing and then you put the bevel on it and man, I had to do symmetry and 
a lot of figuring out the geometry ahead of time of how to step in the shoulders and do I want a curved blade versus a square blade, whatever. I don't know. So that yeah, was sorry, but just just on that point, uh, that was something I picked up on that little step he did before putting the shoulder on. Yes. Why did why why that? Explain. So <laughs> to to a, to a complete noob. <laughs> a, when when you're using the draw knife. Yeah. Or at least in my history, because I, I made that up. I made that shape up in my head. Yeah, yeah. I just I knew what one kind of looked like, but um, you can use a draw knife uh, pulling towards you. You can yeah. flip it over and use the flat side as well to do uh, different for different uses. You, you use each side, but you can also Tracy showed us that you can push okay. and then turn it over and push. So you you have four different ways that you can use the knife typically. And especially when you're pushing, you, you the handles don't really work the same way when you're pushing. Um, so I tend to put my thumbs on the shoulders of it, but then my first finger almost always ends up wanting to sit on the inside of the shoulder. So if I hadn't stepped it in, the blade edge would have effectively gone all the way to that. Uh, okay, I get you. And I chose to do that curved kind of smile look to it, and it's basically got double ricasso, like a... Like a knife, right? Where the yeah. blade edge stops and yeah. you have a good inch of material that's just nice and rounded over. And it, it gives you the availability of getting really up into the shoulders if you want to like do some fine-tune work. Oh, okay. Um, I, again, totally made up. Uh, it turns out that I, I found out after I had forged it that Tracy actually prefers the curved blade thing. So I was like, mm-hmm. hey, hey. Nice. That was really nice. Um and I wanted to make a tool. I, I like the idea that as as blacksmithing gets more and more comfortable to me, that one of my favorite things, and Chad actually just posted this on the video in the comments, that he goes, my favorite thing about blacksmithing is being able to make my own tools, which yep. is a total game changer once you realize you can make a hammer or an axe or a slew of other things. Just by moving some metal around a little bit, you can really make your own tools. But... As segues goes, there are other ways to make tools and other <laughs> ways to to make your work life work for you. You know, make your own tools using. I forged one, but you know there are other ways, and I'm interested in hearing everyone's take on making their own tools. Cool. Go on, then. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, my uh, a lot of my tools I've made and i've i've forged um and again that that's part of the beauty of of being a blacksmith and i know that there's um there's a few guys in the group as well that have have just started making their own tools like john for example he's um he's just made a couple of hot cuts and and things like that um in terms of ones that aren't forged uh i don't know <laughs> that's, that's me. I, I was all ready to talk about forged tools and i you've made a hammer a mallet, yeah, it's but not I forged. forged. Oh, yeah, that one—the the, yeah. the mallet, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. making yeah. a wooden mallet teaches you a lot about yeah. woodwork and carving and yeah, geometry. and, and fair, that was that was the the first time that I did um, did any kind of uh, woodwork that wasn't literally just sticking two bits of wood together in any fashion to to hold something in place or do something like that. Um, and that was like using uh, chisels and and things, um, but a lot of uh, the techniques that I was using um, were like using the draw knife 
um, because I was used to using that for doing the axe handles. Um, so it did kind of play into my wheelhouse a little bit um, with that, the fact that I was able to kind of glue up a big chunk of um, oak or whatever it was I ended up using. Yeah. Is this and, before uh, or after you spray painted it silver? <laughs> oh, this this is the the one before that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and getting to to glue that up and cut that up and and then, like I said, you, using uh, the the chisels and and things like that, which again is something that I don't normally do. Um, I had a cheap set of chisels which I had to completely regrind a couple of them just because the bevels were wrong. Um, but it's quite nice doing something like I think tool making is is quite a nice one because there's there's not a a, a lot of room for error um it's one of those if you're going to make it it's either going to work or it's not going to work and if it's not going to work you have to figure out why and you have to adapt so it's quite good for for problem solving because it's not a case of uh, it looks good enough that'll do it's it might look all right but if it doesn't perform the task it's it's just a lump of wood or it's just a lump of metal or whatever also, you know, it's it's Al's typical point that everything's a hammer. Everything's a hammer. <laughs> everything's a hammer. Um, I mean, but you know, making making a mallet or making a hammer or whatever, um, they're mass produced. Like every hammer that you buy at a big box store is mass produced. They're a one size fits all. And I I like the idea that not just in terms of blacksmithing, but there are tons of tools in the shop, tons of things people use to create whatever they're creating. And you start to find your own way that works for you. And yeah. so instead of going and buying a hammer that you're kind of required to use it in one fashion, if you do challenge yourself to make your own tools, you get to make your tools. They are your tools and your fools, foolish, foolishness tools <laughs> to, I, um, I didn't get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> so close. <laughs> so spice. And um, I, th- I think um, you, you both kind of touched on some of this really, uh, obviously, important and the reason why people enjoy making their old tools is kind of the the personal and whether it's ergonomic to you or you know brett you like a draw knife to be a certain way and you like the the shoulders to be raised a little bit so you can really get in there um steve you know when you're you know you're hanging an axe or something and you're thinking about the handle what kind of handle you like you know is it is it straight is it is it curved what kind of you know you're thinking about using it um and i think the more you make it the more you make your own things um and you realize that you can actually put your own twist on things it stops becoming this standard like you say brett off the shelf every hammer's you know made the same way um yeah like i've i've i think metal is a really key way into this and, and tools you know you talk about tooling and tool steel and things like that your head almost kind of immediately goes to metal um i, I remember my first time on, on a machine lathe and it was it was the same with you, Brett. It was like, hang on, I can make my own shit now. <laughs> like it's almost it's almost like what? Like I can suddenly thread things and taper things, yeah, and oh, you know, man. it's not the same as blacksmithing, but it was it was this this form of engineering where I could precisely make stuff out of metal. And it's like fuck, like poss- possibilities are endless now. Like I, you know, if I can work out how to do it and work out the sequence in which to do these things, I can pretty much make anything I want. Yeah, um, you know, moving parts, all sorts of things. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's funny you say that um, about uh, lathe work and being able to make them. I've been, <clears throat> excuse me, I spent the last um, uh, probably month um, looking at metal lathes on eBay. Do it. Um, Do it. Do I, it. I, 
I can't afford one, like not even slightly, but I really, really want one. <laughs> and uh, and so I've been watching a lot of um, of this old Tony, and uh, and the one I watched this morning was uh, he made a coffee pot, um, and it was so cool seeing the way that he. I mean, granted, it's not it's not at all, but everyone needs a coffee pot, and um, <laughs> and it was so cool seeing the way that he uh, he he used the lathe and and making something that. That isn't traditionally made on a lathe, um, and managed An to turn. Yeah, what, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but watching him make make something that isn't normally. Could you make on a like lathe. a? Sorry, a total like squirrel moment there. Could you make like a a, a circular axe? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> on a lathe. Yeah, because you. Yeah, I see what you mean, and you could do it, but. It's not going to be easy. Or f- Just I mean, because it- you could doesn't mean that you should. <laughs> they were so busy wondering if they could. They never asked themselves if they should. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends whether you want the blade so the blades vertical, like perpendicular to the, the handle, or... <laughs> I, I can't see that. You're on small. Hang on. You're on small. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, that, that would be a piece of piss. a photo of a, of a circular axe, yeah. which is... <laughs> it looks like a hubcap on a stick of wood. Yeah, it's basically all it is. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Wait, um, you're going to put that on the back of your car as a spoiler? <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> so many levels. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, this cell Tony. Um making the coffee pot it was really really cool seeing the way that he was um he was problem solving something not just for the the form but for the function um and making sure that it was function coming first but also still allowing some um some little bits of, of form to come in as well um i think it's just quite nice seeing um someone in like that someone that that's that is so knowledgeable about those sort of things, um, problem solve and do something that perhaps isn't necessarily the correct way to do it. So kind of um, putting a bit of a twist on on the traditional methods. Talking of not the correct way to do it, and also talking of this old Tony, um, I think he just also re- refurbed the pasta machine. Yes. Yeah, uh, which was really cool. Um, but sort of kitchen utensils and tools in the kitchen um are something that are really personal and individual like you know don't ever this like touching a, a chef's knife is like touching a, a, a smith's hammer you know it's like yeah. you know on pain of death um and when i came down to see you guys like steve i'd, I'd forged a tiny bit with you before uh, and knew kind of the basic principles but i had no idea what i was doing and and alex was kind enough to let us loose making a knife uh with yeah. that laminated steel um and kind of the 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 default thing would to be to, to to make a regular kind of um you know cook's knife shape um yeah. but years of of using a knife all day every day like for me I had my desire somewhere else and i've got like i've got two kind of favorite styles of knife like a santoku chopper um with a flat blade at the bottom and then also your regular chef's knife so you know you've got you've got a curved blade which is yeah. great for rocking you know, and slicing through things, and then you've got the flat blade at the bottom, like a santoku, which is great for chopping. And I love both kinds of knives, so I, I was kind of like, can I make something in between? So I ended up making this like thing that I, I probably doesn't exist, 
and nobody's ever seen and i've got this weird kind of curved santoku <laughs> knife yeah. um but for me it's exactly what i want that's like the the dream knife but no one's ever i've never seen one before yeah. um so you know i've i don't make a lot of tools but that's probably one of the first tools i've ever made and hopefully when i when i kind of um i sharpen it and bring it up it's going to be a really nice knife yeah i like that the the variation especially the kitchen um that's what sparked this thought is uh katrina and tracy both make a lot of bowls spoons kitchen utensils spatulas all that kind of stuff out of beautiful wood and they finish it and everything um but they they've done their variations based on what they see as more ergonomic than the mass-produced stuff yeah. that you would get from like ikea or a big box store you know so almost everybody that's in the class has made some type of kitchen utensil and it is crazy to look at the differences that everybody came up with like some uh two people have handles that are you know 20 times longer than you would expect a spoon to have <laughs> but to them it's like i make a lot of soup and i want to be able to stir the bottom of it with yeah. this spoon versus you know you could get a generic wooden spoon from a home store but this is going to be they made that tool because yeah. that's what they want to use it for and the the spatula that somebody made instead of making a perfect uh like straight handle into a rectangle yeah with the tapered edge he made it offset like slightly to the left or to the right i can't remember which direction you're looking at it but he did that specifically so he could He's like, oh, no, 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 that means I can get into the corners of the bowl if I do it this way because there's one flat edge that basically lines up with the handle versus if it was in the center, you're kind of putting force on the neck in such a way. So it's these people, and and most of them have never done any kind of work like this before, right? Not these hand tools and and woodworking and paying attention to the grain. And everybody made something completely different because it's what they want. And, and yeah. they've all made these little home tools for themselves that are <laughs> extremely unique. Uh, it's it's really cool to see. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I notice when, <clears throat> whenever anyone uh, comes down to the workshop and, and uh, gets a chance on the forge, the, the things that they always want to make are things that they can use. Um, there's very few people that come down the forge and want to make just a... You know, a leaf or, or something like that. They want to have something that they can that they can use every day. Um, whether that's um, like a a fire poker or a knife or whatever. But um, quite often you'll you'll have people that they want to make tools. Um, so they want to make a hammer. They want to make um, a set An of tongs. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they want to have something that they can they can use. And that not only they um, it's something that they've created. It's something that they can then create more things using the thing they've made yeah um, and uh and because next year we're um well this year we're building out um like a bit at the moment the workshop's got an inside space that's like the production area and then an outside space that's um that's kind of covered but isn't really and and that's where we use uh, that's where we do most of the teaching and the demos and things like that and the plan is in the next few months that we're hopefully going to be able to build out that and turn that into a proper separate teaching area so we'll have a separate production area and teaching area so we can do more classes we can do um classes whilst the production work is still going on and things like that um and because of that it, it means we 
because we can do more, we we can offer more courses. Right. Um, and one of the things we're really keen to do is um, do a tool making class. So you come along Ooh. and mm-hmm. and you know and and whether we run it over several days or whether we we're talking about potentially running it like um, one Saturday a week for six weeks or something like that. Um, and the first day you come along and you make your hammer, um, and you know then that week um we'll heat treat it and do all that for you so the second week you handle your hammer that's your first thing you do in the morning and then use that hammer to make a set of tongs and then you use that set of tongs to make some chisels and Hmm. and some center punches and things like that and like and expand it out and and do that um and do the whole tools to make tools thing which is what blacksmithing is all about um but the, the the beauty of that being is that you you walk away at the end of that six week course or two month course or however long we end up doing it with enough kit that you could then go find yourself a, a fire pit and a bit of metal to beat on and you can go do your own blacksmithing um, and and yeah and and I think the reason that's or I think that's going to be popular because people want to to make their own tools and they want to use things that they've made to make more things because it's that wonderful feeling well yeah i mean it's it's not it it, it transcends blacksmithing it's it's fucking yeah. hu- humanity it's yeah. how we've got to where we are because we were able to you know take a big bit of wood and hit another bit of rock and then we're able to take that and make some flint and then we're able to take that and carve shit and then we're going oh no no and that's this progression but but it's so empowering to be able to make your own tools like yeah. I, I picture somebody making their own set of blacksmith tongs and then all of a sudden you're like not only is it like something that moves and like is quite well engineered um it then allows you to go and make make. I don't know who made the first pair though. Like, who did you borrow the first pair off? <laughs> it's like, who made the first hammer? Like, well, how did he do it? Yeah. Um, how did she do it? No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so empowering. Just suddenly, like you say, I can go and then make things with the things I've made. Is 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 fun? It's like teaching man to fish. You know, I, yeah. I, I love that mentality. Yeah, I mean, because I think uh, Phil makes things. Um, moving away from like the the. The blacksmithing side of things. He made a shock marking gauge. What were you going to say? What? No, I said shock. You're moving away from oh. blacksmithing. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> you two kept talking about it. I was, I, nope. I was obliged to move away from it. Nope. Um, but yeah, uh, he made a, a little marking gauge, and and like it, it was great seeing him do that because it was something that he he needed that tool. To to do another project, so rather than going to, yeah, he he could have gone down to B and Q and bought one for a fiver, but it was like, no, I'm gonna make it, and yeah. I like that uh, Al just taking off of what you said with with you know it's a part of humanity to do that. Um, Tracy has a slew of tools that he uses for uh, all of his woodworking projects. And, you know, this one fits this kind of bowl and this one works for this kind of spoon and whatnot. Um, But two of my favorite tools that he has are just, they look like gigantic table legs (laughs) from like the ugliest table you've ever seen. But he carved them out and followed the grain pattern of, of, I think they're either Osage Orange or... But they were the ones Jimmy bought off eBay. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Handmade. Um... (laughs) No, they're, they're these gigantic. They look like shillelaghs or something. 
but they're his <laughs> mallet hammers. So oh, brilliant. when he's using or mallet hammers, that's redundant. So yeah, when he's <laughs> when he's using a chisel and he doesn't want to hit it with a steel hammer, you know, you get a wooden mallet. Yeah. But instead of just squaring off a piece and then putting it on a handle, the even more simplistic approach to it is I'll carve this bit of wood into a tapered yeah. what looks like a Love caveman's, it. you know, mallet yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah, that he yeah. carried on his shoulder. And a club. It's a club. That's <laughs> he made a club and he's like, it's just it, like it's hilarious because the first thing I said to him was everything's a hammer because he was like, yeah, it's, it works the exact same way. You hit stuff with it. Like, not overcomplicating anything. You know, it's just yeah. I want to be able to hit a thing with something that's not going to ding up the end of it. So, of course, it's going to be made out of wood. But why spend 30 hours over engineering a mallet when I could just make a table leg or cut <laughs> the leg off of a table? Yeah, <laughs> they're really beautiful, too. He's like finished them, you know, and they look really, really nice. But they're just a club. Yes. So simple, simple tooling so that he could use that on his other tools to then create things. And then, you know, it's that cyclical nature. It's really cool. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what Brett was, uh, what I was saying earlier on. I'm Steve. (laughs) It's the fact that, uh, that when you, when you're creating your own tools, you, you can kind of do away with all the the faff that you don't need. um, And you, you can boil it down to the simplest thing for you personally that might mean that you know there might be a couple of little added extras that i want on a tool that you know al doesn't or there might be some stuff that you want that i don't sort of thing that i think just gets in the way um and and the beauty of making these cells is the fact that you you can completely fine tune it like you with the draw knife um because i in fact i it's one of my um projects that i'm doing with uh with joe um we're making um a set of draw knives for wait so one each are you are you getting to work with joe iron i am getting to work with joe the The joe Joe. (laughs) um (laughs) uh yeah and we've got a bit of uh of uh leaf spring and we've we flattened it down a little bit and squished it down um and we're going to split it in half and then make two draw knives out of it and Mine's going to be slightly curved. It's going to be basically a, a straight blade, but in kind of a bit of a crescent, right. um, because that's the style that I prefer. But the one that I've got at the moment is really, really thick, and it's got a really steep um, bevel on it. Mm. And I want to take that down. I want to make it a little bit thinner, a bit less of a steep bevel, and, and just little things like that. Um, and like I say, because I can customize it to, to what I want to do, it means I can do that, and and having seen like the way you put the shoulders in and little things like that, it's like well, actually that's a it's hmm. a really good idea, and that means that I can then add that into the draw knife when I make it as well, and and yeah, and I think that's that's a really important thing is being able to make something that's not only uh, not that not only you've made but is made and designed for that specific use. Yeah, I want to. This is the moment I wish we had uh, somebody like Ellen on. Where it's like, if you could make a tool that would make fabric work easier, what would that be? Because a lot of a lot of those tools are mass produced. Yeah, you have to buy them from a store. They just you know they churn them out so that they can be lost or broken or whatever the hell it is. But as fabric work goes, at least with the leather working that I've been doing, you know, 
you can go to an online store or a fabric store and buy, you know, one of a thousand tooling, I don't know, steel tooling tools yeah. um, to make designs and shapes into leather and you can buy all kinds of different blades that are very specific and her thing. Um, but in, in typical fashion, you know, I didn't have access to all of those tools and, and equipment. So screwdrivers are really fun. They leave really cool patterns because you can get a star yeah. pattern out of a Phillips head <laughs> and straight lines out of a flathead and squares Talks. out of a Robertson's, Ooh. you know, it's just yeah. Yeah. Like, turning tools into other tools instead of even, you know, not it, sometimes it's not about making tools in yourself, but it is finding different uses that suit your needs like your flat disc that i still hate and i've watched you do it in person now and it still scares the shit out of me but you're gonna you're gonna hate even more when i make one well (laughs) that doesn't surprise me at all plus i can't imagine with you on the pseudo armor project how many weird dumb things that you're doing that no one else should ever do in their life i'm just a Um, walking disclaimer yeah (laughs) I feel I, I actually genuinely now kind of feel bad for giving you that idea because oh no no I'm going to take it to the next level <laughs> that's why I'm worried because Morgan gave me another angle grinder so I'm thinking if I can set up some sort of two angle grinder system oh my, going on no oh my god no <laughs> no no just that's just going to know how like, quick properly you want to know how quick I can sharpen room. my knives just <laughs> one pull through two angle grinders yeah, but the Jesus. best bit is they'll be going at slightly different speeds as well. Because <laughs> they're totally yeah. different brands. <laughs> you know they make they make Such pitching machines like that for like American baseball. It's Yeah. Yeah, so that like but two with wheels knives. At different speeds. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. We'll just shoot knives. All right, Al. I know what you're making for the zombie challenge this year. <laughs> <laughs> Projectile yes. knife brief. shooter. Yeah. Ah uh, yeah, we could just forge it's a lot of nails. Sorry. <laughs> A nail. This is a nail gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, don't write it down. It's down. It's down. It's done. It's on the pad. No, written down. It's Damn next it. to the circular axe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is the thing. Is this goes back to to what we kind I of? I would call always... it a wheel axe, and then I would call it a wax. Wax. Wax, wax, wax. on. <laughs> Waxes and spaxes. Um. But yeah, this is goes. This goes back to what we said on God knows how many episodes about the fact that just because a tool isn't designed for a certain use doesn't mean it can't be used for that use. And Everything's a hammer. Exactly. So I think ten that's, that's, that's one of the important things to remember is just because something has a set purpose doesn't mean it can't be used for those other things. And and necessity is the mother of invention. You, know, you, you will always find that the, the most creative people are the people with the least amount of gear because... They just find a way of doing it, and I'm Life always more finds a way. <laughs> Second <laughs> Jurassic Park reference this episode. You're very welcome. Uh, you're on fire tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that's the thing is is creative people will always find a way. And you know, if you walk into someone's shop and they've got every single bit of kit you could imagine, then yeah, they they can do all sorts of things. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that they're not talented. But I'm always more impressed with the guy that's bodged something together out of three different power drills and that he's taken apart and turned into a Tyrannosaurus Rex or something 
like that's that's always that's always going to be more impressive than someone that's that's designed something. It doesn't matter how beautiful the thing is designed if it's done in what is essentially a machining shop. It's kind of like oh, okay, that's that's cool, but yeah. Oh, that's your perspective. I don't know. It's like handmade stuff. No, I'm not. I'm not. Sorry, I'm not saying that it's. it's not, there's not talent. Steve hates it's everything that's nice. Done well. Are we not talking about blacksmithing? I'm done. <laughs> I'm just saying that I. I find it <laughs> they're two more very impressive. different things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like I say, I'm, I there's a lot of people that I watch that 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 have got every bit of kit you can imagine, and I still really enjoy it. But I'm just more impressed, and I. I tend to get more out of um, watching someone that's got fewer tools or fewer things. I can imagine we, we've talked about cooking for some reason. Cooking is, I keep coming back to it. Um, well, it I, the, I, you know, the, the first tools were to eat things. So. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and Al, I'd, I'd be interested in your perspective, but when I was younger, I used to watch Alton Brown a lot on good eats. And what I loved about, that television show is yeah he would teach you how to cook things and it was all very scientific and kind of nerdy but one of my favorite things was that he hated unitaskers <laughs> like a kitchen tool that only served one purpose yeah. he would almost never buy and he he'd specifically like chuck it out the window because it was like no this only serves one purpose i don't like it yeah and he would always find different uses for a cheese grater well you know what a cheese grater can also do it can also <laughs> blah 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 you know yeah. um I think kitchen tools and and you know I'd like your perspective. No, what is it about working in the kitchen or when you're talking about necessity being the mother mother of invention? When we're trying to feed ourselves, that's one of those moments of like, give me the refrigerator, give me whatever's <laughs> in it, and I'll make it. You know. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you think of our roots and kind of hunter gatherers and 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 how we would have found food once upon a time, like. You were limited by what you could carry around with you. You were limited by your storage. You were limited by, you know, there's no re refrigeration or anything. So it was real about necessity and minimal usage of things. Um, I'm totally with you on that point because, like, the, no, I don't own a pasta machine because it's one tool that, like, yeah, you can cut ribbons and you can cut linguine and you can do lasagna sheets. Like, but you can do that with a knife and a rolling pin, and I can do a million other things with a knife and a rolling pin, but there's only one thing I can do with a pasta machine, and that's roll pasta. So it's like, I, I love that as a kind of, of, a, of a mentality, especially in the kitchen. A rolling especially, pin is just a mallet that spins. It's just a, yeah, it's just a round hammer. It's just a, it's just a round axe without a head. <laughs> but like, my kitchen's absolutely tiny, so I've got to basically make do everything, you know, cook everything in one pan. I love the one pan cooking method. Um, you know, one knife. Like, I don't have this knife, a, a small knife. You know, like, you, you can get by with, like, a, a filleting knife and a big fucking chopper, and that's all you need. Um, you know, why get a peeler? A knife is a peeler. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's just... <laughs> why Why have you got another tool for this? So I, I've never heard I've never heard of that, that phrase, Brett, about, was it unitasking or...? Unitasker. Yeah, was... like... I, to I completely agree with that because it's the same in the shop like all the tools I have do serve multiple purposes because I don't have all the tools to do everything so I use my circular saw for a hundred things which I shouldn't you know like <laughs> grinding and, and <laughs> hogging out wood and, you know and like cutting metal because you know I don't have any other way to do it um you know so I I think it's a great mentality and it's a it's a um 
a refreshing foil to the kind of the disposable society that we live in where everything's just like, oh, I need another one of these, I need another one of these. It's like, yeah. make do. Like Stevie said that it was like, um, you know, people, necessity is the mother of invention where you, you, if you don't have the tool, you think about different ways to use other tools. Like I actually, yeah. I think there's a flip side to that is that there's a lot of uses of tools that we've maybe forgotten. So you see yeah. like a really old guy who's like loads of years of experience and he can take like a hammer and suddenly he can use it for a thousand different things. He's like, well, yeah, didn't you know you could do that? Yeah. Like this is this is the whole point. That's why it's curved that way. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd never, I'd never known that because we've just forgotten it because to your point, yeah. Brett, there's a tool for everything now. So why bother? Whereas actually the, the way that tools have been made specifically because they're multi-purpose. And I like, I like a... You know, I don't like a lot of stuff. I don't like a lot of clutter. Um, call it OCD or organization, whatever the hell. You know, I like my stuff being in order, but it's not even about having a lot of stuff and having it all perfectly in order. It's about having doing more with less. We, we've talked about that before in, in some other co- podcasts, but um, we keep coming back to the necessity, mother of invention thing, but it's tools specifically, right? It's something you you can't grab a bolt with your hand and turn it if it's <laughs> locked in. But yep. there are 400 different tools that could do that more effectively than you. It's why we came up with a pipe wrench, you know, yep, or yep. a locking teeth. wrench or teeth. You can use your <laughs> teeth. Teeth are just a wrench with a human attached. I'm sure I got told off by Steve for using my teeth for something when I was at his house. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, can't remember. I remember that. You opened something. No, <laughs> oh, oh. Um, but I, I, you know, I would almost put it to put it the task to ourselves and the listeners, and I, I think I tend to do it pretty regularly. Even though I have access to Jimmy's shop and he has a lot of tools, most of the time I don't want to spend the time to look for them because if I haven't organized them, I don't know where they are because somebody likes to just put them wherever he feels like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but I love having my little controlled space that I have now because if I go, oh, I need to open this thing. Well, I don't have a the tool, you know, the the church key for a can yeah. of Brie Wax. Like, okay, a screwdriver a can be done. I've used the chisel. <laughs> I've used the edge of my axe. I've used, I've taken the blade out of my, uh, out of my shop knife and just used, the groove yeah. where you know the nice I was, I was, cha- I was changing, changing a plug yesterday. Um, Wait, when you put when you put Amazon into <laughs> into your lawnmower, that as well. But no, this was um, I was it was it was a, it was a rite of passage. So it was my last um, Dutch appliance that I had that I took the last European plug off it because European yeah. plugs are fucking awful, by the way. Um, so it was really satisfying to take it off and put a proper British plug on it, and it was the last one because um, yeah. I was reluctant to do it because it was the thermal um, cable from a from an uh-huh. iron. Um, but I didn't have a screwdriver, so basically I just cut the cable off with a standing knife and then took the blade out and used the standing blade as a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> Done that before. It, it worked perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice and flexible. Bit of torque. Is that your your magic iron that uh, yes. sits up? It's genius, isn't it? Awesome. It's great. I love it. No See, more burnt shirts. Yeah, that's a tool that's that's over-engineered, but over-engineered in such a good way. Yeah, so I've, I've got, to, just for the listeners, I've got an iron that basically, it's got sensors in the handle. So if you let it down um, horizontally and walk away, it lifts itself up on feet. 
So basically, <laughs> you don't you don't ever burn your clothes. Like stupid, ridiculous, over-engineered, but like it's satisfying and yeah. looks like it's self-aware. So <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> it's fair. It's, uh, <laughs> that is so good. If, in fact, you could almost say that uh, that that iron is spiffing. Oh. Should we uh, do the thing? The thing! Let me plug my computer in. People that we think that are spiffing. So, uh, Brett, you're going to go first. Yeah. Echo. Yes. What? I'm getting echo. From who? Who's got an echo? Nobody, I'm got an echo. Nobody know. That's embarrassing. No. Oh. Perfect. Steve, well, well, well done, Al. Bring it in again. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually going really quickly. I'm really impressed. Well done, Al. Oh, thanks. Well done, Al. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Ooh. <laughs> Cool. So, Brett, you're gonna go first. Yeah. So, um, I'm not. I'm not even sure because I haven't read the sheet that I'm supposed to read before this. But I'm going to call out this person regardless of whether they've been spiffed or not. And that's Eric from Hand Tool Rescue. Yeah. Nice. Um, if you, since we've talked about tools and unitaskers and multitaskers and all the things, um, if you go watch his channel, he has an amazing approach to his videos anyways and there's always like a hint of humor in them and he's always kind of showing these very very unique old tools yeah it's it's all about restoring and and making new a piece of kit as you guys call it um and and making it work again and some of them are hilariously like Call it over-engineered, or why would anybody ever make a machine that does that one yeah. specific, very niche task? Like the Russian chain mortiser. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it is, or, it's, a, it's a chainsaw mounted on a vertical bracket. That's all it is. Yeah. And it's terrifying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I, I love the old tools, and you know people say it all the time. They're like, oh, they don't make things like they used to. Yeah, there's some truth to that, and... If you want to go see some really unique tools and, you know, be able to maybe look for them at the next flea market that you go into, like some of those things are really, really, really neat. And if yeah. I found one, I would totally use the hell out of it in the shop. Just yeah. I know, I know we talked channel. about kind of um, not having one tool for one specific job, but like there is the flip side where you have those really awesome things like yeah. um, those old planes for, for molding. Yeah, where the oh, plane just yeah. basically—it's like fuck, like it can literally only do one thing, but it does it so well. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is one of those moments. But, awesome, uh, good, nice one, Brett. Yeah, yeah. actually, to be fair, um, I, that's a doubly awesome one because at the moment he's making a load of um, wrenches, uh, wrenches, and and they're his, beautifully engineered. Yeah, they're not simple only they, and super effective. But it's it, the thing that I was going to say is his Instagram stories. Where he's just singing stupid, like early nineties pop songs. He's so <laughs> well, he's such a he's do. such a fun guy too. It's brilliant. <laughs> like, like, he's worth checking out just if you can find those little hints of his humor in his videos. Yeah. Like when he's sandblasted, 
when he he sandblasted and like everybody who's ever sandblasted has definitely done this exact thing where like you're meant to stand there with your hands inside the gloves and just stand there for an hour sandblasting whatever it is and at a certain point you just like your head steadily moves forward until it's just planted (laughs) against the glass and instead of doing that in the video he just full on slams his face into it (laughs) and I laughed longer at that half second of footage than I have in it's such a long time I still have so many messages after that you have no idea how much I laughed at that (laughs) anyway next yeah he's a brilliant one Uh, who's next Uh, me Uh, I am gonna spiff someone that we've actually spiffed quite recently Um, perfect uh, John John D. Harvey yeah John because he's his birthday yesterday exactly his birthday happy birthday John uh, yeah, it was his birthday. Uh, he is a lovely guy. And, and a he's... great big bushy beard. <laughs> um, and he's he's been making a load of tools recently. And and between uh, him putting up things... Oh, well, I was going to say, between him and Brett um, putting like how-tos and little snippets of, of making tools Who's in that? the group. Um, I think it's... Uh, I think it's been great because it's it's kind of giving other people an idea into to how those tools are made and and how simple it is uh, to actually make your own tools. So um, yeah, John, John is well speaking. done, John. Uh, Ow. 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 Um Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna have to go back to um, to Morgan, so who I talked about at the start of the show. Um, he's just joined the group. Um, super nice guy. Uh, he, you know, I don't think he's he's, he's quite set up like a, a an Instagram or a YouTube or anything. He's not in it for that. He's in it for just for the love of making. Um, and he was just super generous with the tools. I think it was a really good attitude. Yeah. And I think moving forward, um, I think it's a really good initiative. And I think if we can set up some sort of um, like tool drop or tool swap or something where you might have two or something you don't need, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't want it. You know, you think of a kid that can't afford his first, you know, jigsaw or even just yeah. a crappy circular saw. It might mean nothing to you and sit and be sitting in the back of your shelf getting dusty, but to, to, to somebody who may be a bit less fortunate, it could be a, an absolute godsend. So I think Morgan's spiffing, but I think more spiffing than that is kind of this idea he's he's kind of come up with of, of, of just this passing on, paying it forward with tools. Um, we've all got them, so if you can do it and arrange things in your area, let's go for it um, and just help each other out. Yeah. You never know that you might make someone's day. Definitely. No, I, I like the great. idea of the fools with tools having like a help other fools with tools, mm. some kind of fun alism, yeah, <laughs> where we swap within the group. Yeah, I'll get anyway, that's for I'll the get future. For it. Yeah. Future future fools with tools drop offs. <laughs> fools, fools of a took tools. <laughs> what? I'm trying to make it work, man. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, should we uh, should we wrap things up then? Yes. Cool. Uh, as we said last week, you know where to find us. It's all very very simple. Al shack, Al's hack shack. Uh, so it's so, so simple. You just say it. It's I've, shut up. Uh, Al's thing. Uh, Scotland's play thirteen. Moonshine that works. That's where we are. Uh, Al, do you want to uh, do your little speech again? Nope. Okay, cool. Rewind. Listen yeah. to last week's episode. It was a great episode. Yeah, it was yeah, a fantastic episode. <laughs> Find us online. Search yeah. Fools with Tools. Search for the three of us. Fun yeah. stuff. Will exactly. abound. Yep. Cool. 
that's it then. That's how it's done. Fucking it. right. Hang on. Uh, Bang on an so. hour. That is amazing. We're that good, see? We that's are. what it is. Bye! 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 Bye.